Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. How old are you? Uh, 36. 36. Yeah. And how many times have you, how many legs have you done? How many times in jail? I've been to jail seven times now. Seven times. Mm. You know, you were pretty adamant that you will never go back to jail, mm. uh, which is choice. Talk to us about why that is. So what happened last time you were in jail? That's the cool thing about being a Māori artist. To show me that that was possible. Uncle Sam voice. No mai haere mai ki te Paperback Gorillas, the podcast for mana-enhancing kōrero we think worth your time hearing and our time sharing. Uh, called Peter Barrett Toku Ingoa, my name is Peter Barrett, and this is one of my favourite episodes so far. In it, I sit down with somebody you might not have heard of before. Uh, his name's Damien, and he's the captain of Horofenua Man Up. Uh, we talk about his times in jail and how he got there, uh, the appeal of gangs, and what he's doing now to stay out of them and jail, to make positive decisions, and and to build a life that him and his whanau can enjoy, uh, as well as his work to help others do the same. Uh, this podcast is about mana-enhancing kōrero, and for this one in particular, I hope it reminds you that there are different ways that you can go about change and ask for help uh, for change if that's something you need to do, and if it's not something that you've ever had to worry about in a place like a cell uh, during your seventh lag in jail, like Damien did, then I hope it's educational and helps you understand a little bit more about uh, what some of our people go through uh, and how important that help is for them uh, when they need it. Uh, most of all, as always, I hope the episode is worthwhile uh, and that it's worth your time listening. If it is, please hit subscribe and please share it with anyone else you think might get value from listening. Okay. Uh, Etifano, we've just this is our second take. Um, started recording here in Levin Library and. Uh, then the batteries went flat because <laughs> I wasn't very prepared. Um, so, so let's go again. Um, kia ora, bro. Do you want to uh, introduce yourself again, oh, please? Uh, kia ora whanau. Uh, ko Damien Hautapu to ingoa. Um, ko Waipu te awa to hikirangi te manga. Um, ko Ngāti Parau te iwi. Uh, ko iwi tapu. Sure. Kia ora, bro. Tell us about that, that um, accumulated kind of seven years of of past life yeah um, the old you although well you know I'll, I'll make it short and sweet like gangs gangs drugs alcohol um family dysfunctions bro mm-hmm. um you know you can come down to domestic violence violence just all those all those types of things that uh, lead you to um jail you know done say I've done a few legs now and and uh that's what sort of my life Surrounded itself by, um, yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it got quite ugly for the last seven years, bro. Yeah. Seven years, separated yep. families. Yep. Um, so yeah, all those things under the sun that are uh, that um, wouldn't drive you to be a, not, a very nice person. Mm. Yeah. So you, how old are you? Uh, Thirty-six. Thirty-six. Yeah. And how many times have you? How many legs have you done? How many times in jail? I've been to jail seven times now. Seven times. Mm. Um, and. Yeah, so tell us about the tell us about the the last time that you went in jail. So when we caught up last weekend, you were um, you know you were pretty adamant that you will never go back to jail, mm. uh, which is choice. Um, so so 
talk to us about why that is. So what happened last time you were in jail? Yeah, um, last time I went to jail, I, um, uh, well, let's just say I've been to jail enough times to enough times to know that it's um, I should change. Mm-hmm. But um, for this for this last time I went to jail, where it was um, a big eye opener for me um, because uh, my son was. Uh, ready to enter the world, you know, and and I wasn't there to support him um, or my partner, um, and uh, it really took a toll on me, bro. And and um, I, yeah, I reached out to God. Um, I knew, you know, this was the longest time I had ever prayed in my life. Forty forty minutes straight, I, I prayed for. So this was your first day in. Yeah, back in jail. Yeah. Um, after the offence that I'd made, and and um, yeah, I I'm not one to. Uh, well, I wasn't one at the time to talk to God, mm-hmm. but I knew I knew that I needed help, um, and it, it came from my heart the, the prayers that I was praying. So, um, yeah, I, I, the first night back in jail, uh, my heart was actually shattered. I had I had ended up back in this place again, you know, asking myself how have I ended up back here, um, why have I ended up back here, um, and, and ended up jumping on my knees and, and praying to God um, for help. Um, he, uh, I jumped back into mainstream the next day because I was held in a holding cell overnight because the jails were too packed in Rumataka, um prison in Lower Hut there on Upper Hut, and um, yeah, I got into the yard and there was the biggest, baddest, ugly fella that you had ever seen. Um, he was walking up and down the yard and you know fists all over his face and over his back, hey bro, and and um, just someone you wouldn't want to mess with. Um, I had seen probably three or four fellas already in this little amount of time that I'd seen in, in previous leagues like father still here you know or mm. and, and keep asking myself again why am I back here with these guys you know I knew I wasn't this type of person but yeah um, he asked me he walked up to me this big big ugly fella and um, he asked me what cell I was in I told him and he goes good you're with me Aber, and, and walked away straight away and um, he was he was like the big mouldy Hulk, hey brother. These 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 guys come up to me, the bros that I had already known, going, "Oh yeah, well you're you're with him, you know. Uh, you're with that fellow, bro. Watch out for him, you know. He's crazy. He's loony." Um, and I was like, "Oh, you know, what have I got myself into?" A um, couple of hours in the yard uh, after sort of watching somebody's body language and knowing you don't want to mess with this guy, you know, no one was talking to him or um, no one wanted to talk to him, you know, because. Mm-hmm actually quite intimidating bro um, we got into the cell and he starts pacing behind me I'm sitting on the chair and um, I'm looking at him like oh, is this fella just going to you know, take a swing or um, are we going to have a one out um, and then he goes oh, what did those fellas say to you out there bro and I was just like looking at him I was like oh, do you really want to hear it bro and he was just like yeah bro yeah, you might as well spit it out now and um, I told him oh you know, actually, I stood up first to see if he would, you know, go at me. Like, bro, they said you're crazy, and he's like, "What?" You know, and I was like, "They said you're, you know, you're not all there, brother." And he goes, "Oh, do you think? Uh, what? Do you believe in God?" And I was just like, "Um, yeah, of course, bro." But you know, is oh, was this an answered question in my mind, eh, bro? I was mm-hmm. thinking, um, well, I've just prayed to God, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then this fellow's here going, "Do I believe in God?" And I said straight away, I'm like, yeah, I, I do. And he goes, oh, good, because um, I feel that you've been sent to me for a reason, you know, um, because I'm a son of God, you know, straight away, and, and actually started speaking in Scripture like uh, something had taken over the sky, you know, and I was like, oh, you know, blown away, bro, like, 
first of all, I thought, what's this fellow on? You know, but um, to a point where he started speaking straight out of the Bible, bro, um, this big gangster, you know. Um, and then he goes, can I put your, can I put my hand on, on your head? Um, because I know, you're, I know you're feeling some heaviness, bro. And, and I was like, yeah, yeah, all for it, bro, you know. And um, when he prayed for me, um, yeah, it honestly felt far no, you know, mm. that, that that demons had been lifted off my shoulders and that um, uh, God was actually talking to me through this guy. Um, so, yeah, bro, it was, it was right from the get-go. Uh, right from there, bro, I started... Uh, listening to this fella, mm. you know, and um, and seeing what it was about, and and yeah, it was, it was mind blowing, bro. Mm. Like you seeing that someone like him could change, mm. and the so what did that make you believe? Yeah, um, uh, everybody says that in Jay Weber, you know, <laughs> everybody, bro, everyone's um, I'm innocent. True. They, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, as soon as I get out, I want to change mm. um, because jail's the last place you want to be, bro. But but um, seeing this guy, you know, like I had only known him for uh, four hours, bro. You know, but um, the image that he had put out there was I'm a big gangster. Mm. But um, little did I know that he had uh, a heart of gold, eh, bro. And, and and if he was willing to um, teach me ways of change, um, I was all for it, bro. Because um, you know, if people were respecting him in jail, um, you know, if they were actually listening to him, they weren't listening to what he was saying. They were just, they were, it was the image that they were listening to, bro. Mm. The corridor that he had told me, bro, was um, quite deep. Mm. Let's just say it was deep, and and, um, and he was he was looking at eleven years, bro. So for for me to know that if he's willing to. Um, Helped me change, and knowing that he's not going to get out, mm. um, that was enough for for me to follow on what he was, what he had taught me. So when you saw that that he was able to make changes, and you were in the, um, you know, you were in in a gang at that point, right? Mm. Um, and I guess he then was your role model, um, and could could influence you in a way that something else might not be able to influence you. Why were you in the gang life? Why, was, mm. why, why were gangs a thing that you wanted to, to be a part of? Um, you tend to find, you tend to look for things, bro. Like, um, let's say you tend to look for uh, love, whānau, mm. you know, um, positive people, people that look at you for who you are and, and love you for who you are. Um, and if you don't get that in your um, immediate family... Um, you look for it outside your family, mm. you know, whether it be uh, another brotherhood or whether it be um, just your one tight friend. You try and you know you trust them with your life. Mm. So um, for me, it was um, you know the gang life, bro. You know, like I, I found something in this that um, captured me, bro. Was it the was it the money? Was it the um, motorbikes and the cars? Um, the girls, you know, yeah, definitely. Uh, that, that's what it was all about. Um, you know, when you when you put that kōrōwai on, um, no matter what, you have to answer to that, bro. So, for that for that family, um, being a broken family, you want to find that uh, place in your heart to f- to fill that. Mm. So that was it for me, bro. I had, I had to find um, 
brotherhood that I, that I trusted and loved mm. and they loved me for me um, no matter what I did eh? at the end of the day they still were there mm. um, yeah but but just going going down the track more um, and learning more about the gang life um, the, they're all in it for themselves brother you know and, and um, all those good things and, and good values that you think they have um, go out the door yeah I'm just new yeah, bro true um, why do you think you thought gangs were a good place to find that um, to find that whānau and to find that love uh, in the first place because I guess there's a big um, for people who that's never been a thing to consider like that's probably a strange concept right like yeah well you can go um, you know like uh, there's a lot of Families that are um, the struggle is real out there, bro. Mm. And, and for a lot of us that um, get lost in the world um, and don't uh, aren't loved as much as we think we should be loved, or or aren't cared for, we tend to um, find that other thing that's gonna to fill that space, bro. So for me, it was um, it was joining a gang because they had uh, they had painted a picture that we will care for you mm. you know we will love you unconditionally um no matter you know no matter what you do in life um we will still be here so that that was actually that's what I want to do in life you know that's mm. that's me that's where I want to be I want to have all the money and drugs and and, and be in control um we yeah it wasn't like that bro um for myself anyway you know personally it, it wasn't like that and um and that's why what sort of brought me to where I am now in life. But but you have to go through hard times, and you have to um, you know you have to find your path in life, bro. To to uh, know we we your foundation is, eh, bro. Mm. But um, yeah. At the end of the day, it was it was what I got brought up with, you know, and and those uh, seeds that get planted when you're a young fella in life um, those are what you tend to follow mm. and if you haven't got right positive people in your life um, okay I'm, I'm going to go in what I know mm. you know I'm going to go with what I know and, and and those connections could be gangs you know um, I'm not saying it's just gangs that, that always hold you back it, it could be anything that ha- has happened in your family mm. um in your in your bloodline that will hold you back from from um, what I was saying before, bro. From generational curses that can always uh, have a p- play in your life where mm-hmm. you could not be on the right path mm-hmm. to you to, to follow through. So, who was your? Who do you think was your earliest role model when it came to gangs? Um, definitely my my mum. You know, she was uh, my father was was wasn't there. Yeah. You know, he was um, absent most of my life, but but. The people that she had involved herself in my in my life um, were gang members, or mm-hmm. you know, her being in a gang early, bro, um, and then me being left alone at home with gangsters mm-hmm. while she went out and um, you know done the mahi. So um, yeah, it was definitely that was a big role model in my life. Um, oh, oh, sorry, mum. <laughs> sorry, mum. But um, yeah, she she knows, bro, and oh, it's been changed now too. Yeah. So um, yeah. I guess that's the that's part of the purpose of this um, of this court right is to kind of I guess illustrate that those role models early on are really what give us our options mm. or, or paint our options for us, right? 
I'm not, I'm not uh, religious in the, the Christian sense, you know. Mm. I um, believe in tikanga Māori and um, in Atua Māori. Um, and we had a, a choice called it all about that before. Mm. Um, but I think, like, I would much rather live in a world where there is, um, where our brothers and sisters can feel uh, connected to something and can feel that that whānau and that 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 aroha and that love. Um, and also uh, that, that you do now, and so we'll get into a little bit about your your mahi that you're that you're up to now. Um, but also, you know that that thing you talked about on your on your first day on your in your last lag, where you knew that you needed help, um, mm-hmm. and so you prayed to God, right? Like that's um, you you realised that you couldn't do that on your own. You couldn't you couldn't change yourself there and then on your own, right? Mm-hmm. So you were asking somebody else to help you, um, and for you that happened to be God, mm-hmm. um, and you then. Connected with um, you know with mm. old mate and uh, in, in the um, your cellmate, um, and so yeah, I think that's that's a it's a it's a really cool thing, and it's and it's um, yeah, I've never actually dived into the the may of what you mm. what you're doing now, and um, yeah, like I said, like I'm, I'm that's not going to change my religious beliefs, but the may that you guys do and the work that you do is um, is nothing but awesome. Like mm. it's, um, Jeez, it's 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 crazy important work. The time before last when you came out, I imagine you probably came out and went back into the gangs mm. um, or the, the gang that you were with at the time. Um, what did you do when you left jail the last time? Um, I actually, um, well, you know, there's a lot of thinking time in the Uber, mm. you know, and that's all you get to do is think, think, think. Um, and I'll say this, every, every leg before my last leg, it was... I've got to find something, I've got to get out and help myself, I've got to change what's going on in my life. Um, but as soon as you're back into the real world, um, you know, as soon as you get out of jail, you get handed $350 to carry on with your life. Um, people people could, uh, especially for employers in this side of things, where you could look at you, as soon as they look at your criminal history, I don't want to employ this guy, so, so you've already painted a picture for yourself to... Um, for these guys to not employ you, um, and a lot—that's where a lot of brothers fail, bro. You know, like um, um, I'm, uh, I was incarcerated or I was in jail, so nobody's going to take me on. Mm. So that's where, okay, what can I do to make me money again? So I was like, sh- fall straight back into that cycle of um, what I know how to make money, mm. um, whether it be you know selling drugs or, or just hanging out with gangs and, and making money in the wrong way. You know, not that honest dollar. So. Um, yeah, bro. It, it ended up being um, it ended up being uh, uh, I say had to follow through with what my heart was saying. Mm. Um, like I said before, bro, a big thing was knowing that I didn't want to run from my kids mm. um, and be their uh, father because so many, bro, so many brothers I know that, um, uh, or let's say kids that are fatherless. Mm. You know, so many kids that are fatherless, and, and I know their fathers. You know, and, and it, it was for me. It was like if I can get out and and um, say what I want to do and follow through with what I want to do and not lose my kids, it gives my brothers hopes, hopes and dreams that um, they don't have to be their absent father. Um, because uh, through the mahi I do, I just find a lot of uh, men that um, are going through hard times, and, and it was being fatherless, bro, or, or being rejected in some way or another, neglected, bro, and. and uh, don't know where to go. They don't 
they actually are lost through mm. um, on help and, and where to go for help. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I ended up getting known and following through with um, what my what my heart wanted. Um, for a lot of men, it's, it's not that easy um, because we all, like I said before, bro, we all say we want to change and when we get out, um, we just fall back into that cycle. Um, so you have to reach out to the right avenues. Mm-hmm. You have to know what you want and um, you have to uh, it comes back down to that classic number of um, you know your is or your word is your word is your bonde your word is your main um, that's all you have your word bro as a man anyway and if you um, if you fail on that we tend to take that upon ourselves more than more than anybody can imagine eh, bro and, and um, if you fail your word what are you really um, so yeah I, I sort of gave it my all bro to know that um, if I do the right things in life and if I um, if I stay on the right or you know surround yourself with positive people bro and and surround yourself with those right avenues um, things can happen bro dreams can happen mm. um, doors will unlock and, and yeah, you'll end up finding yourself again mm. I mean so you so you came out and you um, and you made a phone call right mm. What was so yeah, that's funny, bro. That's a, that's a little story in itself. Um, we'll go back, you know, we'll go back. Um, let's say eight, eight or nine years, bro. And in my very first leg, I went into jail, and um, I had got a, I got a year and a half, and I got put into a cell. And this fellow was walking past my cell every day. You know, where are you from? And I was like, living. He's like, no, you're not from living, bro. You know, I'm from living. And I was just like, oh, who's this fella? You know. And then um, it's funny enough, a week in jail, and then. Um, the guards come out after this fellow was sort of being a low-key bully, you know, just seeing what I was about. Mm. Um, they go, oh, you're sold up with this fella, you know, Ed. So, yeah, one of the brothers, um, Ed, <laughs> he was he was like, um, you're sold up with Ed now. And I was like, oh, great. You know, so funny enough, bro, you get put in these positions where you have no control over. Mm. So you just have to go with it, you know. Um, got put in the cell with him and we actually... Uh, kicked it off quite well, bro. You know, we became real, we became real close friends, and and um, he goes to me, I'm going to get out of jail, bro, and I'm going to follow God and marry my wife, and and we were both in there for, um, you know, ripping our gangs. He was he was uh, mixed up with the, and I was mixed up with at the time, and we were both in there for um, uh, domestic violence, brother. And yeah, and, um, he goes, I'm going to marry my partner, my wife, and and I'm going to follow God, and um. I tried to get my partner to meet his partner so they could come and visit us at the same time, but they were like, oh, who is she, you know, and, and they didn't want a bar of it, and we were trying our hardest for them to get to meet on the outside, but they didn't want a bar of it, eh, bro, so, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, he got out before me, um, and then it would have been about four years after, and I seen him at a dairy, and, and actually, bro, I was, I was so high out of my brain, um, you know, and he looked at me like, oh, you know, and I was like, yeah, bro, you know, he's trying to show him some love and he wasn't about it. And I go, what are you doing with your life? And, you know, should I come around and should we have a smoke and things like that? And he was like, um, nah, bro, I just got married, you know, and um, I follow God, bro. Or, you know, I I run a program, uh, a man's program. And I was just like, oh, too much, bro. You know, you should pat him on the back. Good on you. Mm. Um, I, you know, I wasn't ready for it, bro. But um, knowing that he had changed his life was sort of a big thing for me, like too much. Um, and then we'll go back to... Um, when I got out of jail on my last leg, and and um, I needed I needed to find help, bro. And 
um, it was I rung up 0800 one man up and um, yeah uh, they transferred me to um, someone in Levin here mm-hmm. um, and then he goes oh I heard you want to do man up um, what's your name and I was like Damien Hotapu and he goes bro it's Ed and I was like what and he was like it's Ed and I was like Ed and he goes you know bro your brother from you know from jail and um, I'm so glad you've you've reached out, bro. I've been I've actually been praying for you for eight and a half years, and I was just like, what? And it was just like, and, and bro, you you know, I um I'm so blessed that you've rung me. I'm coming to see you now, you know. And I was just like, okay, bro, you know, yeah. blowing away from it. And he turned up on my doorstep, bro. And um, he God had a plan all along, bro. You know, that's how I, that's how I look at it. He had a plan all along. It was just that he had to put me through tests to yeah. get there, eh, bro. And um, yeah, so that, that's. A mad story in itself, hey brother. So just to know that that one, the first person that I met in jail, um, and that I clicked with, um, if he could change, bro, mm. um, I, I, there was a chance for me to change. Yeah, bro, it's cool. Yeah. It's like he's he was there with you at the start of, or mm. at the, you know, at the peak of that cycle, mm. and then now he's he's with you for the start of the next one, right? Yeah, that's, that's right. Bro. So, bro, tell us about what you're. Yeah, what are you doing now? What's the What's the mahi? Um, so yeah, two well, two years now. Um, I've been running a men's program in Levin here, uh, man up, and um, you know I, I try and help men that have been through the same things that I've been through, similar things, mm. um, and and just give them tools to um, try and help themselves, you know, um, and and be that better father, partner, and husband, neighbor, and um, be that better son, mm. um, because. I know, I know. In my own little community here, I used to be a drug dealer, bro, and I used to, um, you know, do all those types of things and, and do standovers and home invasions and things like that here in our community. So, um, if I can put myself out there, bro, and, and and say I've changed my life around, I've turned my life around, um, it's only hope for these these young fellas out here that are doing the same things that I was doing, you know, uh, six seven years ago, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, not even that long ago, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll even go back two years ago mm. to um, uh, for them to have hope to change, bro. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I, I, it's definitely uh, rewarding when I see a brother that I used to kick it with um, walk through the doors uh, to look for tools to help themselves, bro. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I've been doing that here in Livin for, um, for two years now. Um, and yeah, it's just about staying connected, eh, bro, to the to the positive people um, that try and or that, that are there to help, mm-hmm. that are there to love you and um, not judge you. Mm. Um, yeah, brother, it's it's, I mean, it's awesome. Yeah. Bro, it's, it's primo, and it's. I mean, do you see the parallel uh, between what you're doing and what the bro in your last leg did? The 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 bro yeah, with the fists. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely. Um, yeah, like I said, bro, it's a, it was his plan all along. Mm. Um, he has taught he has taught me ways, but he's passed that knowledge on, bro, for me to for me to teach mm. because um, he's only he's teaching brothers inside, you know. Mm. And and um, we're, since we're on the same co-popper, it's like um, if I if I could get out and still preach what I've learned already, or still try and give those uh, teachings to the brothers, um, you know, that's yeah, I, I, that's the way I want to. You know, stay with bro. Um, but but in saying that, um, oh, I've done numerous um programs, bro. Um, in jail, numerous programs uh through, through probation, and um, yeah, yeah, the, it's all to tick the boxes, eh, bro. And, and we do that uh 
but where's the ongoing support after that? Mm. Where's the, um, okay, we finish a program and it's, all the boxes are ticked and then, um, and then we're out of probation. You know, that's a, that's a main goal in itself, okay, I've completed it. Mm. I'm out of probation. Um, two months later, you're back down the road to smoking drugs or selling drugs mm. um, because there's no one there to follow, to follow through. You know, um, where the mahi we do, we can just uh, stay connected to their to their brother or sister, um, and and follow through with it all the time because um, everybody needs help. And and once once that help's gone, um, you know, where do they look for for help? Mm. You know, they'll they'll go back into their the cycle of life and in the ways they know and have learned to um, you know just to get by. Anybody? Mm. Um. So what's the difference between uh, Man Up and, uh, and and one of those other gangs that you were involved with before? Mm. And I ask this because I, you know there's a lot of I mean we were talking before about the the press right? There's a lot of a lot of press about um, Man Up, a lot mm. of press about um, Destiny's Church and the and the connection there. Um, and again, like you know that that's uh, not my my uh, religion. But the output and the outcome that, that you guys and and, uh, and Wahine are creating is is above any religion in my mind. Anyway, it's mm. not actually that's not even necessarily the main buzz. The main buzz is the outcome that the user mm. creating. Um, but yeah, what's what do you see as the difference? Having been in in both of those worlds, uh, like a lot of them, the man up Fanoa have been. I imagine. Mm. What's the what do the you difference. see as the difference here? Because um, the, the Fano and the Aroha is probably <coughs> or looks like the same mm. appeals the same so becomes attractive to our to our whanau and whanau to, to join right what's different inside um uh just just it's to build families bro it's, mm. it's uh drugs aren't involved and um you know uh we're about restoring families instead of breaking families you mm. know um and all those um you know, let's say alcohol and addictions, bro, that we want to tap on, um, you know, to to jump on, to um, wipe those out before we can even start rebuilding families because mm. that's where the dysfunction is, bro. Um, you know, whether it be um, domestic violence or separated households or, um, you know, drugs and alcohol. And, and so those things that we want to uh, give tools on, first of all, to help you get through um, the heaviness, bro, the jealousy, all those little things that that hold us back as uh, men, mm. um, to be better, to be better, you know, um, men and, and role models. Mm. Uh, we um, gangs gangs don't do that. So if you've if you've actually been there and walked a burn and been in a gang and and done those types of things, you know you know straight away that um, when you come into a program like Man Up, that um, we're about restoring everything that's been lost, mm. you know, or everything that's been taken, um, and starting starting that new seed, bro, planting that new seed, so that uh, generational curse won't feed through your kids, you know, because that's what it's about, eh? Like, um, that's our co-papa, bro, raising fathers to save our children. Mm. Let's say if you have a, a disagreement, and, and we set the tone in the house, mm-hmm. we we if our wahine gets louder in a disagreement, we get louder. Mm-hmm. You know, so straight away um, we're forgetting that our kids are sitting right there listening to our corridor and and taking it all in because they're like sponges. Mm. So they grow up thinking that um, if I'm going to be 
like my dad and I'm going to be controlling that's how I control my household mm. you know I, I get I get louder and I get um, prouder mm. that's how I'm going to be when um, you know that's the image that's the image our tamariki get mm. um, it's either that bro or they get timid as in um, I don't want to say nothing I don't want to be around my uh, dad because he's an angry guy so mm. they go hide in the bedroom then we lose that connection eh bro yep. as as um as father to well, and mother bro as, as parents to our tamariki because mm. they're as uh, soon as it's a heated discussion or disagreement, they're straight in the bedroom. Yeah. Um, but they're still taking it all in, eh, brother? Yeah. They're still listening to everything we say um, and everything we do. Um, and that's the values they end up living with. Um, it's either values or something that um, is going to get them in jail, you know, or get them connected to the wrong people. Um, they, they, that's just normalised in, in the everyday household that where that goes on, and bro, so... Yeah. Yeah, it's it's about building us up again and, and um, knowing that if you can unlock those uh, doors, bro, um, to find your full potential has been um, having that purpose in life, um, to be that right father and that right parent. That's that's the direction we want to head in, mm. um, and that's that's the change you wanna you wanna get out of it, eh, bro. Live your best life instead mm. of living. Um, Living or masking, let's just say, living in a mask and mm. and, and trying to just please outside your walls. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of that, eh, bro? You um, you can paint a picture on Facebook, mm. but um, what's going on really at home? Mm. You know, um, that's where suicide can come in, bro, because mm-hmm. that's a that's a real biggie that we um, deal with. Um, we want to try. It. We're we're all about preventing suicide, but we have to see what we're doing inside our walls first. To well, why are our kids like that, mm. or why are our kids turning to suicide? Um, it's because they're not loved, or they've got something so heavy on their heart they can't talk to anybody about. Mm. And when, as parents, we should be the first people they they can come and talk to about mm. April. But um, yeah, it, it, we work around a lot of things like that. Um, it is faith based our program, bro. Mm. But um. At the end of the day, if that's what's captured me, bro. If we can relate to somebody mm. as a facilitator, um, ex- life experiences, that's what gets you, bro, mm. you know, because um, they're sitting there, that man is sitting there in, in the group going, he's talking to me. Mm. Like, he's, well, and, 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 and it's that same, it's, it's why you can effectively talk to the bros that you were talking about who you know you've you've um, kicked it with and mm. who are now coming in the doors the reason they listen are the same reasons that you listened to your cellmate right because mm. you know that he is like you if someone who is at that that part of their life or who has uh, been through so much or seen so much or done so much um can turn their life around, mm. then so can I, right? Because yeah, yeah. I feel like I've done some, I've done some, some, yeah. some stuff, and I've seen some stuff, and so I feel like I can also change my life. That's very different to hearing somebody who has never been through any of the stuff that you've been through, or yeah. you don't think has been through any of that stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm not saying that I got all the answers, bro. You know, yeah. like, um, yeah, I, I um, facilitate man up, but um, what I try and tell the men is that um, I don't have all the tools. You know, the man next to me might have the answers that you need. Mm. So um, I'll definitely let him, or you'll facilitate an hour, brother, you know, because he needs to hear you because mm. you went through that exact same mm. thing that he's been through. So, um, yeah, it's all about um, building each other up, bro. Yeah. It's, it's not about, okay, I'm, I'm here to, I know what's right. Uh, because, you know, I'm not perfect. I, I still go through things, bro, but there's nothing, um, 
there's nothing compared to what it used to be, eh? Mm. And, um, you know, there's no violence in the house and there's no drugs in the house and things like that, bro. So um, straight away that's a, a positive mm. um, to, to try and put forward to somebody, oh, you know, are you on weed? Hey, bro, yeah, I, I am still on weed. Well, maybe if you, if you looked at... That's why your partner's angry because mm. you're spending all the money on weed. When um, you know the argument that you just had is sort of irrelevant on the fact that money's gone missing, mm. but you've just smoked it. Mm. Hey, so you've got to try and take it back to where? Why are we? Why are we arguing? Um, and why? Why is this um, a weekly thing? Why are we always arguing? Mm. Um, so you sort of try and get to the root of okay, well that's it, bro. We've got to start hitting hitting that on the head that you smoke weed because as soon as that's out the doors, then you're saving money. Mm. Then money's going back into the cupboards. And now for a word from our sponsors. Paperback Gorillas is brought to you by Carpety Island Honey, the finest honey on the. Nah, we're not really sponsored. Carpety Island Honey is just the koha that we give to our manuhiri or guests to say thank you for their time. But as well as the decent chunk of time that it takes us to prepare, have and share these kōrero, it does also cost us the financial equivalent of a few nice meals out each month just to host and record them and to then get them out to listeners like yourself. Now we pay that cost because we believe the kōpapa is worth it and we believe that the matauranga or the knowledge that our manuhiri or guests have spent a lifetime learning is worth paying to share with you. Uh, if you believe that as well and you've enjoyed this episode, then please think about donating by becoming a patron. To thank you for your support, uh, I'll send you exclusive access to videos from our kōrero, uh, opportunities to ask our manuhiri questions, as well as share the notes with you on what I've personally learned from each of these conversations with our guests. Uh, all of these are exclusive to our paperback Gorilla Fano and patrons, uh, and you can only get them by heading to patreon.com slash paperbackgorillas and signing up to be a patron. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash p-a-p-e-r-b-a-c-k-g-u-e-r-r-i-l-l-a-s. This is also the part of the show where I say thank you to our patrons who have already signed up and are already making this podcast possible. So to Lincoln, Hori, Arama, Anna, Matt, Leeling, and Andrew, a massive kia a massive thank you for supporting us and helping make this corridor possible. Or back to the the jail part of your life again. Um, I say part of your life because you know I, I I believe you as well. I know you won't be back there again. And so mm. this is like that that part of your life is kind of um, well, it's lunchtime. <laughs> uh, you know that part of your life, the jail part of your life, is is done, and that's primo. Um, what like and, and seven times is a lot of a lot of lags, right? Mm. So what happens to your to your outside? know your or your tribe or your community or your network or whatever um, when you are in jail because I imagine after that many times that many times and that much time in jail um, that starts to become more and more of your community right obviously it becomes that out of necessity mm. but yeah like talk to us about what what happens to your to your community and your network uh after that on, many legs or while you're in jail on the on the outside you mean yeah 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 well you know you start losing trust eh, bro? you start losing um definitely you start losing uh loyalty and family you mm. know family start um turning the blind eye like oh he's just a mischief fella mm. you know um we don't want to hang out with him or we don't want to bar with him when he gets out um it's either that bro or the or all the cousins and the bros like chair bro what have you been up to what are we up to mm. you know just thinking that that's still your lifestyle when you get out like mm. as soon as he gets out we're going to go do this and do that so 
um, straight away, bro, you've got to start thinking, well, if people, especially your close cousins, um, if they're going to start, if they follow you every time you get out of jail and they want to live your life and they've always want to be in your shoes, um, maybe if I turn, you know, maybe if I turn my life around, hopefully they're going to follow me still mm. and, and still want to mm. live in my shoes. But, um, you know, funny enough, uh, you know, proof in the pudding, bro, that a lot of my cousins have turned the blind eye to me, you know, mm. be, um, and I just tell them, you know, it's quite a bad thing, mm. you know. Um, but but it all comes with time, eh, bro? Time will heal. Um, and, and that's what I've got to try and keep thinking to myself that, um, you know, that hopefully they come on the side of the fence one day. Mm. Um, as, as for gaining trust with my with my family, my uh, as for my mum and my sisters, and that, um, things haven't ever been better, bro. Um, but when it was get out of jail, um, it was straight away their thoughts pattern was wonder when he's going to go back into jail mm. because um, straight away I'd get back into that lifestyle of, mm. of uh, that I didn't really know what, that I was going to head to jail away bro so I ended up and that's all you'd shown them right I mean yeah. fair enough like fair enough for that to be their yeah. their, their thought um, like the just like, dragging everybody bro dragging everybody yeah. into into um my lifestyle that was a that was a big thing bro um especially especially my mum bro my my wife you know it was um everything I do they sort of just had to roll with mm. so it was a matter of time when you're going back into jail but um yeah they they know now bro um with trust and everything that I've regained that um that's not going to be the case anymore so mm. so yeah things are things are much better bro and Choice. yeah I'm, my my Mum doesn't um, follow God, you know. Mm-hmm. She believes in God, but she's not religious and, mm-hmm. and she's not um, Christian, bro. But she has seen a different me, mm-hmm. you know. And um, and she believes, and she she's a strong believer of uh, it works, mm-hmm. you know. Kill it again. Uh, so, uh, listeners, last time me and Damien were talking, we got kicked out of the library. Because uh, the library was closing, um, and we're just finishing off that uh, that corridor now uh, over the phone. So um, first up, bro, for man up, there's a lot of there's often a lot of bad press about uh, about that group, right? Um, some of it because of the connection to Destiny's Church and and Brian mm. Tamaki. So what would you say to the people who see, I guess, the the money and the lifestyle that that Brian Tamaki has? And who then kind of attach that to man up and the the work that you guys are doing? Yeah, well, um, you know, bro, I was I was, I was once that person to be skeptical of Brian Tamaki and the uh, um the money that was going into, uh, or where it was going to. First of all, bro, you know, and um, at the end of the day, um, it wasn't about that to, when I started man up. So, um, as I was as I was going through man up and I was seeing changes in my life, I started. Um, growing curious, eh, man, of, of who, who was the creator of this, um, of this program. So, um, yeah, I, I got into church and then, um, it was like he actually spoke to me, bro, you know, and this was after years of being, um, let's say, yeah, let's say skeptical, bro, of, of Brian Tamaki and, and, um, what was happening. So, I, I was, when I went to church, bro, it was like he was talking to me, um, you know, the modern way of the Bible and then, um, and then I sort of seen past that as the money, um, I guess what was changing my life, uh, if something was changing my life, you know, I wanted to invest in that. 
Um, and then, you know, every church puts in uh, 10% tithings, eh, bro? So um, I, one wise man said to me, you know, if you can go spend uh, so much money on drugs a week um, in my past, why can't I um, invest that money into something good, which was um, God in my eyes, bro? It wasn't so much Brian Tamaki, it was... Um, it was putting into my house, putting into my church, so that could grow. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, we'll fast forward a couple of years now, and I'm planted in my church, and and um, it's pretty much nothing. Oh, nothing has been better for me, bro, me and my family, and yeah, and we've pretty much grown from there. So, um, so the money thing just uh, just comes natural now, you know, giving into my house and it's, it's not about, oh, Brian Tamaki's taking this, taking that, you know, I, I look at the thousands of, um, tens of thousands of lives he's changed now, bro. Hey. Mm. If you, like, you know, if you take your example and you strip away everything else that people do get concerned about and just look at the fact that, yeah, like you are now paying $50 a week uh, instead of $250 a week on alcohol and drugs, uh, and you've ch- turned your life around, uh, then that's a that's pretty good maths, right? Cool. So, on a different kind of a tangent, uh, what's one thing that you would tell twenty-one-year-old Damien now? Um, yeah, it's the cliche thing to say: stay in school, bro. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, uh, it'll, it'll definitely be um, stay away from gangs and drugs, bro. You know, surround yourself with um, positive people. Um. And live life to the fullest uh, without all the negativity and all that stuff that brings bad, you know, bad uh, vibes to, into your fuddy mm. or into your life. Yeah. So um, now that if, if I was to look back at my myself, I'd, I'd I wouldn't call him an idiot, bro, but I'd definitely be telling him to wake up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then finally, bro, final question: If you could insert one thought into the mind of everyone in Aotearoa, what would that be? Mm, um, well, walks in the parents, runs in the tamariki. You know, um, tamariki, love your tamariki. Uh, they are our future. They are our tonga. So, yeah, um, love them with all that you have. Treat them well. And, um, yeah, and love yous. Thank you for the kōrero, bro. And whānau. Thank you. Thank you for, um, yeah, a real choice kōrero. Lots of cool uh, whakaro, lots of cool thoughts. Um yeah, and this is this has been quite a cool one because you know, like like we kind of said, like I don't necessarily agree with some of the religious uh, aspect of what we've talked about today, but but completely agree with the the outcome that that you and uh, you and your crew are working towards, bro. The um, changing lives and and giving giving our brothers and sisters a a hand, um, you know, to to make that change because, like you said yourself, it's a hard thing to do. Um, and it's quite a hard change to make on your own. Mm. So it's, uh, yeah, thank you for doing that, Mahi. Yeah, much love, bro. Two tongues, brother. Kia ora, bro. Kia ora again, listeners. Peter here again. Uh, one last thing before we go. If you've enjoyed today's Kōrero with Damien, then don't forget to hit subscribe. Uh, please also think about leaving a review or rating the podcast in your podcast player app so that others know it's worth listening to as well. Uh, and also think about sharing it with your network, uh, your friends or your whānau, if you know anybody else uh, that you think would get value from listening to the Kōrero Also, if you really want to help out, don't forget that you can donate as well at patreon.com slash paperbackgorillas. Kia ora.